Hello, and welcome to a bonus episode of Igor Slavia University. So that was Where I'm Going by Rancid. Uh, on today's episode, uh, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about hiking. I've been doing a lot of uh, hiking lately. Um, we're going to cover uh, bushcraft uh, bushcraft news. So I've been doing a lot of bushcraft projects with my family and also on my own. I'm going to update you a little bit about that, try to teach you some stuff over the radio waves, and uh, I am going to uh, talk a little bit about um, Alexander Navalny and where he's at right now, some of the Russian protests, because that's important. Uh, What else? Uh, I haven't worked too much on that essay. My writing project is still going. Maybe I'll read you some excerpts from what I did uh, from uh, Uniontown. Which is, it's not called Union Town, it's actually, uh, it's actually just a book that doesn't have a title yet. I haven't been writing too much of that because, uh, well, you know, life is busy. I'm waiting for a job. Uh, that's, that's the big news in my life right now is I'm definitely waiting for, uh, I'm definitely waiting for work. So, uh. Enjoy. This is Track Fast by Rancid in the background here. Uh, I think that about covers everything that we're going to do in this bonus episode. 
Uh, happy, happy Biden uh, being in. Uh, Trump's finally out, so that's good. Uh, maybe uh, me and my girlfriend have been doing the blessing boxes, so uh, we've been definitely doing some of the uh, feed the homeless work. I think it's called Feed the Streets, so uh, not much to report there. Uh, and that's about it for the intro, guys. Uh, please enjoy Igor Slavia University, and uh, we will definitely get more news coming to you. Oh, and I, I started Skyrim. I'm building a house, so that's good. Uh, houses are always good. One day I want to own actual property, so that's... Uh, that's something. So from Igor Slavia University to you and yours, uh, this is another bonus episode of Igor Slavia University. And uh, I'm going to go for a hike now up Rose Swanson. Uh, I'm just getting into my, uh, into my clothes here. Uh, I'm wearing some rain pants. Uh, rain pants are good for, for hiking. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, that's all I have to report. Uh, as ever, you can find me at, uh, I, I'm doing a lot of bushcraft videos now. You can find me on Facebook at Igor Kowalski. You can find, uh, find my YouTube bushcraft videos at, uh, oh man, I don't know. You're going to have to find my YouTube channel. Uh, there's a link from my Instagram, which is, uh, Igor K at home and you'll find a link to my YouTube bio where you'll find all my bushcraft videos what I've been doing lately I've been setting a, I've been setting a fire working a little bit with uh, firecraft uh, I'm gonna try to build a shelter my sister's actually building a shelter shout out to my sister uh, shout out to all my sisters uh, we're all kind of bushy people it's called Leszniki in Polish uh, so there's your Polish lesson for the day I'll also probably give you another word in Spanish because the Spanish lessons are, are really coming along. So anyway, for Igor Slavin University, that's enough of an introduction uh, from, from my family to yours. Uh, peace and have a wonderful day. Bonus episode from Uber Slavery University. Peace, guys. And here's one of my favorite songs. Uh, it's by an artist called Kelly Looney uh, from Black Sheep Blues. This is uh, Heaven in a Desert Night. This is the, uh, the, the, the bassist for Steve Earle. When I went to see Steve Earle, I met uh, the bassist and I followed his Instagram account. I don't know what happened to him, but here's uh, Heaven in a Desert Night. This guy is really talented, and uh, this is one of my favorite songs. I try to cover it, and I don't do it justice. In a 
duster off drove Vera Mama waving faded to us back Dream catcher hanging around a rear view mirror Saying somebody hanging around her neck Mama said when you made Nevada Got a father there somewhere I'm told She blew straight through, never thought of stopping More like him as she could ever know Now the low plane curled into the high Sierra Quick she crossed the California line As she neared the shimmer of the fable city Heaven in a desert night Black on black Mercedes at jump Gino Came up to the counter Vera smiled Looked her up and down while she made him cappuccino When she got off he was waiting outside He said you got something baby So you never acted you could start this week You didn't come all this way to be a waitress Heaven in a Desert Night by Kelly Looney off his album Black Sheep Blues. All right, I'm back and I'm back from Rose Swanson. It was an absolutely beautiful day. Uh, no view because the I got a bushcraft video up on my YouTube. Uh, you can find it by uh, going to Igor K at home. I'll be posting footage up there too. Uh, without any further ado, here's a little coming home song. It's called Can't Wait One Minute More by Siv. Sorry about the audio quality. It's a phone. Is this 
Gotta make do. Yugoslavia University. So uh, peace out, y'all. Have a lovely, lovely day. I'm going to work on some video footage and play Skyrim. Cheers. All right, so just a little update on that hike. Uh, I got, uh, I went up. It probably took me an hour to two hours. I didn't do the full loop of Rose Swanson. Rose Swanson is a mountain in Armstrong, BC that overlooks uh, the beautiful valley. Usually I would have gotten pictures, but it was a soup today. Driving there was really interesting. Uh, what else can I tell you? I collected some pine pitch. Uh, I'm going to make some glue, hopefully. Uh, I don't know who's actually going to listen to this, but I'm going to make some glue out of that uh so you can I, I need some materials and then you can make like pine pitch glue uh you you add some extra stuff in it to sort of and then you roll it into these like little I'm not doing a very good job explaining this uh you roll them into these little sticks and then you can use them to like fix your tent flap and stuff like that so that's neat uh more on the video it'll kind of make more sense if you watch the video probably uh, what else did I collect? I collected some punk wood. I still have my fire starter. Oh, and I got birch bark uh, shavings for my fire kit. So that's all that I kind of got. Uh, had a little hairy incident with a dog. I kind of pulled a knife on the trail because I had a standoff with a big dog who was actually pretty 
not friendly. They were growling at me. I don't know. I don't trust dogs. So whatever. I kind of learned that if I'm going to hike, I'm going to have a a knife by my side always because I don't trust animals and stuff like that. And also, you know, there's wild animals and stuff like that. So it's always good to have a knife. I've heard a lot of stories where, you know, hunters would have to, you know, like they, they got attacked by bears and stuff like that and they have to fend stuff off or you get attacked by a cougar. I know the odds are low when you're in the backcountry or when you're hiking especially for a loop like Rose Swanson, there's not a lot of chances that something's going to attack you. But at the same time, if it does, then it's always probably better to be armed. I think it's not like I have a gun. Uh, all I have is a knife or a machete or something. So I don't know. I'd up to you. Let me know what you think. Uh, if you have a way of leaving me a message on my YouTube account or Igor, uh, Igor K at home, is my Instagram or Igor Kowalski is my uh, Facebook and just let me know like what do you think about uh, I don't know what do you what do you think about hiking and, and the odds I think the odds are I think it's a safe activity so uh, but I think it's always good to be prepared maybe I don't know I'm just kind of uh, blowing smoke up my ass here uh, what else can I tell you glad I quit smoking because uh, that was good cardio Still waiting for my boss to call back for that uh, moving gig. Uh, so upcoming, I'm going to read an excerpt from uh, my manuscript. And I think I'm going to, uh, off the top of my head, I'm going to give you uh, an update on the Russia protests. Because uh, from what I heard, Navalny is... Uh, uh, sparking some... The return of Navalny has sparked some... Some protests in Russia. I'll read you a news story or two from the CBC. Hopefully I can find some information on that. I'm going to kind of cover that as like my news project. I uh, haven't gotten very far in my essay. Blah, 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 blah. So that's a little bit coming down from Igor Slavia University. And uh, as ever, uh, I'll keep you updated on my hikes and my bush projects. Uh, there's probably uh, building a shelter in the works. My sister's doing that right now. Uh, she's building a shelter and uh that's fun i've made a fire i feel like my next step is sort of like building a shelter or something like that so that's <coughs> that's my two cents about hiking and uh a little bit more of what's coming upcoming on negro Slavia university i don't know how to make a podcast properly so i'm just making this up as i go along that's why this is a bonus episode and uh that's it so uh that's enough talking for you uh here's another song maybe and as ever, I will try to bring you something from my recording studio, uh, either a cover or probably Morning After Blues, which is a song that I'm working on. Uh, why not? Uh, I have a recording studio. I might as well bring you some music that I make, as well as songs. That's an integral part of this podcast. I try to keep the mix a little bit like you play... Uh, Play some punk, play some folk, play some country. You know, like, keep it interesting. I know a lot of different people listen to this stuff. So hopefully the goal is to kind of keep you entertained without really pushing one style or another style of music down your throat because I'm hoping to have an audience that's just varied. Not that, you know, it really matters because my audience, I think five people, five people listened to my last episode. I love you people, whoever you are. Please keep listening to my shit and, uh and uh drop me a line or something i don't know find me on instagram or find me on youtube or, or whatever and and uh 
uh, maybe make a community grow or something. I'm having fun doing all this media stuff. So uh, anyway, that's enough of a fireside chat for me. That's a Franklin Delano Roosevelt reference he used to have in the 30s. He used to have, here's a little historical thing for you. He used to have these fireside chats during the depression and they were called that. They were actually radio broadcasts where he would talk to the people. He was the democratic candidate that got in and really turned the, uh, he also had polio. Uh, he really turned the, uh, the depression around. He did a lot of make work projects. He's kind of a hero of mine. Uh, I'm definitely left wing. So, uh, I'm a I'm a big fan of uh, of uh, Biden there, Joe Biden. I'm glad the Trump days are over. I I, I read a book, uh, Mary Trump's book. I finished that. It was a good book. I do a book review, but I'm lazy. So suffice it to say, if you want to learn more about Trump, there's there's plenty out there, including the Mary Trump book. I got a bunch of Trump books. So uh, that I'm glad that's over. We're still dealing with COVID. Uh, News on that front is is uh, the the vaccines are, are making a slow rollout. Uh, Pfizer vaccine has been uh, not very. Uh, they're they're having logistical problems uh, with the rollout, so it looks like we're not getting vaccinated until the fall, which sucks because COVID nineteen is putting a damper in everybody's plans, not just mine. I don't want to be selfish, but I'm so sick of COVID. Uh, I'm sure we all are. I'm sure we're all sick of isolating, and uh, that's part of the reason I'm doing this podcast, because why not? Anyway, that's enough for me, Igor Slavia University. Uh, hope you guys are all having a wonderful day. Uh, this is a quickly becoming an eight-minute segment, so I'm going to try to keep these briefer, probably. And uh, drop me a line, let me know what you think. Igor K at home is my uh, Instagram, uh, Igor Kowalski on Facebook and, uh, YouTube, just look for down and out or run city run is a different account or any of these various bushcraft titles. I'm, I'm coming out with videos. There's one of me doing archery at Ashton Creek. It's going to be another one of me hiking Rose Swanson. Look for any of these titles. Look for Igor Kowalski. Uh, I'm sure you'll find it. Uh, okay, have a wonderful day, and uh, here's the next segment. I don't know what it's going to be yet. I'm doing this on the fly. Peace. First, the doctor said on Here's the news from CBC Radio. COVID-19. appear to be having an effect and is likely behind the declining case numbers. But they warned the new variant known as the B117 or UK variant that's now circulating could upend the progress January that's been made. Dr. Staney Brown. So the variant of concern remains a, a very big challenge to control the pandemic. He said the new variant is expected to be the dominant strain circulating by March and that more travel restrictions would be helpful to controlling its spread. Megan Fitzpatrick, CBC News, Toronto. The situation continues to uh, improve compared to the last weeks. The rate of new COVID-19 cases in Quebec is also on the decline. But Premier Francois Legault says the number of hospitalizations remains dangerously high. And that's led to delays in some operations and surgical procedures. However, Legault says the improved situation will allow the Quebec government to soon roll back some of its pandemic restrictions. Next week, we'll announce a lifting of certain measures after February the 8th. But we have to be realistic. Most of the measures will continue. Legault is also declaring March 11th 
a day to commemorate those who have died due to COVID-19. He is also renewing his call for Ottawa to tighten restrictions on international travel. The federal government provided an update today on the expected deliveries of the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine. The company wants Health Canada approval to try to extract more doses from its vials. But that's causing some concern among the provinces about how many doses they'll actually receive. David Thurton reports. We expect to, to receive, as we've been assured by Pfizer, 4 million doses. Major General Danny Fortin says Pfizer's still on track to meet its obligations to Canada, but the military general leading national vaccine logistics now says how those doses are counted may change. Each label on a Pfizer vial says it offers five doses. It turns out, with the right syringe, you could squeeze out an extra dose. So Pfizer now wants its labels changed to say six doses and has applied to Health Canada for approval. The potential change sparked worries among premiers. They might be getting fewer doses, like Ontario Premier Doug Ford. Pfizer has let us down uh, tremendously. It's, un again, unacceptable. Whatever the regulator decides, the government says Canada will still receive 4 million Pfizer doses by the end of March. David Thurton, CBC News, Ottawa. Montreal police say an officer was shot during a traffic stop this afternoon. The incident happened during rush hour in the city's Park Extension neighborhood. Police say the officer stopped a vehicle, leading to an altercation with the driver. The officer was hit in the upper body, but a police spokesperson says he was conscious on the way to hospital. No arrests have been made, but a major police operation is underway in the area. Today I'm about to sign two executive orders, and basically the best way to describe them, to undo the damage Trump has done. President Joe Biden has signed more new executive orders. The latest, restoring parts of health care legislation enacted under Barack Obama. Biden is expanding enrollment in health insurance plans through Obamacare for Americans who've lost employer plans due to the pandemic. He's also rescinding a Trump policy which barred the U.S. from giving money to international NGOs that provide abortion counseling. Doctors Without Borders welcome the move, but say more must be done to address the global health care crisis. And that is your world this hour. Your news for CBC News. <clears throat> I'm Tom Hart. Not. Thanks for listening. I yeah. I don't know where I. I don't know how I. I don't know. I pirate the news. I hope that's legal. Uh, girlfriend's here. Gotta go. Peace. Thanks. Hey y'all. So live from Studio Igor Slavia University. Here is a song I've been working on. So the news from uh, from from here is uh, from the studio here is that uh, my band's recording a, a folk album. Uh, we're building it kind of track by track, uh, and uh, that's coming down the pipe. So uh, we got the drummer working on drum tracks. I'm working it out with uh, with the lead person that they're gonna put mando fiddle. I'm going to have a friend of mine, uh, shout out to her, uh, doing some, some nice girl vocals over that. And, uh, of course we're going to have bass by the, the master bassist. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's the news from, from the studio. And this song is, uh, one that's off the Igor Kowalski murder album, but, uh, kind of gobbling it apart uh i'm learning how to make leads tracks and stuff and anyway uh yeah i do music so here
here's Morning After Blues. It's a song I wrote a long time ago. Uh, here we go.
was Morning After Blues, and uh, hopefully that's going on an album, and uh, that's from Yugoslavia University, Morning After Blues. Peace. Hola! And we all know what time it is. That's the Spanish National Anthem, which brings us to the Spanish portion of Yugoslavia University, as you might know. I've been learning uh, Spanish on Duolingo, so uh, hola means hello in Spanish, in case you didn't know. There's a lot of anthems on here, uh, which we'll explore probably at another point. So, uh, anyway, so uh, let's get on to the Spanish portion of uh, Igorslavi University here. Um, so I have a English to, to Spanish translator and I, I put in here, hello, my name is Igor. How are you? Which is, hola, mi nombre es Igor. Como estas? So how are you? Como estas? Which, hola, hello, my name is, mi nombre es Igor, or whatever your name might be. And como estas? How are you? And uh, so for formality's sake, it's sort of the same in Polish. Polish is pan pani, which is Mr. Mrs., which is a formal way. And in, in Spanish, it's uh, señor, uh, señorita for miss, or señora, which is uh, for uh, for misses. And that is uh, in if you don't want to. If you don't want to screw up with somebody and be too uh, be too informal with them, lest you screw up and uh, and then that happens, and uh, you know you don't want to be too informal with somebody uh, in certain in certain cultures. I don't know how it is in Bonjour. other France in in other cultures. I have no idea. Uh, every culture seems to have its weird nuances. Um, and that's, uh, that's just the way it is. I think if you travel, uh, you've got to get used to the, uh, the cultures and, uh, you've, you've got to know kind of what's going on. So to recap, um, to recap, that was the Spanish lesson. Uh, and one more time. Hello, my name is Igor. How are you? Hola, mi nombre es Igor. Como estas? So how are you? Como estas? And I will continue to diligently do. I'm in the gold league. I don't know what that means, but uh, I guess it's pretty good. So uh, that was your uh, that was your Spanish lesson from Igor Slavia University. And uh, yeah, I would recommend taking a language on Duolingo. It's a lot of fun. It's pretty intuitive. The lessons are short. And uh, anyway, as always, from Yugoslavia University, this is the place to learn. Or maybe it's a place to learn. Or I don't know. The Internet's a place to learn. So have fun doing whatever it is you do. Maybe learning Spanish. Maybe not. I don't know. Whatever it is that you do. Here's the, uh, here's the national anthem of Brazil to play us off. So there you go. Yugoslavia University. I'm not learning Portuguese. I'm just learning Spanish. They're related, but they're not. Uh, they're not exactly the same thing. So, just so you know. Uh, yeah. Cheers. Okay, and here from Yugoslavia University. 
Here's the news from Russia. Uh, as you know, we've been uh, we've been trying to cover the uh, the news with uh, Alexander Navalny here. Uh, Alexander Navalny, as you know, uh, was detained uh, when he got back to Russia uh, after a failed uh, attempt on his life, which has sparked protests in. Uh, in Russia, uh, quite a mass uprising uh, in in Navalny's name. Uh, these things always kind of lose steam. The latest uh, the latest CBC News update is Kremlin digs into toolkit of intimidation to try to suppress Navalny supporters. Putin pressure campaign intensifies uh, ahead of anti government protest schedules for Sunday. So Alexander Navalny would have known. With near certainty that the chance he'd walk out of a Moscow jail free as a free man after his latest appeal hearing was remote. So instead, the Russian opposition leader used his appearance Thursday via video conference to go over the heads of his jailers and the Putin government to send a message of encouragement to his supporters ahead of the rally his team has called for Sunday. You won't frighten us, said Navalny, speaking directly to Russia's Russia's leaders in the Kremlin and those in charge of its vast security apparatus. You won't manage to frighten dozens of millions of people who are robbed by those in power. We won't allow a bunch of villains to impose their rules on our country. More than 100,000 people took to the streets of more than 120 towns and cities last weekend in the most extensive protests Russia has seen in decades with, and Russia knows protests, with the crowds calling for Navalna to be freed. The 44-year-old lawyer turned anti-corruption crusader turned politician was thrown in jail after he returned to Russia earlier this month after recovering in Germany following an attempt on his life last summer. He accuses the country's security services of trying to kill him with a nerve agent and Russia President Vladimir Putin of organizing the hit, which I believe for sure. Uh, Intimidation. However, Navalny's defiant words from the jailhouse only serve to underscore the lopsided nature of the collision between him and Putin. The regime has barely started to unpack its vast toolkit of information. Carnegie Moscow Center scholar Alexander Gubiev wrote in a thread on social media, and that's why it's wishful thinking to portray a 40,000 crowd in Moscow with a population of nearly 13 million, or St. Petersburg with more than 5 million, as a real danger to the regime. He said, if Putin's FSB, a security course and successor to the KB, KGB, really did attempt to assassinate Navalny with a deadly nerve agent, as evidence gathered by journalism collective Bellingcat suggests, then it's hard to see how protests will be enough to convince authorities to let him go. In the last week... Russia's government has demonstrated some, but not all, of the countermeasures and is deploying to suppress the Navalny-inspired protests. On Wednesday, police raided the homes of several of his allies, including his wife, Yulia, his brother, Oleg, as well as the broadcast offices of his anti-corruption foundation. They were responsible for producing video Putin's Palace, a two-hour-long investigation into an opulent mansion on the edge of the Black Sea that Navalny claims was built for Russia's president, using 1.35 billion U.S. in public funds that were siphoned off by the corrupt business cronies. The video has racked up 100 million views on YouTube. Some Navalny aides, including Press Secretary Kira Yarmish, were given jail terms of a week or more. 
Russian authorities have also tried to leverage the education system to prevent young people from heeding the call to protest by threatening expulsion from schools or universities. After thousands of Russian teenagers posted TikTok messages in support for Navalny, uh, the education ministry organized meetings for parents to have their kids analyzed by a psychiatrist and propaganda war. The government's social media team has also been busy pushing out hundreds of pro Putin videos to try to suppress turnout for future demonstrations. Some videos feature young people professing their loyalty to Russia's president, while others contain apologies from protesters who regret their express regrets for taking part in protests. The Kremlin has also tried to crack down on social media platforms that have posted anti-government messages. Uh, the country's internet censor Roskamnadzor announced that it will find companies such as TikTok and Facebook for not taking down posts that encouraged people to attend the protest last weekend. After ignoring Navalny for years, Russian state TV programs have suddenly unleashed a barrage of anti-Navalny propaganda, accusing him of everything from corruption to poisoning the minds of children to repeating a long-standing accusation that he works for the CIA. The TV stations has also been playing pro-Kremlin messages including an over-the-top promotional video made by Russian retailer Similand, and it features staff in uniforms dancing in unison, waving their hands, and professing their love for Russia's president. It concludes with the dramatic musical flourish. Vladimir Putin, we are with you. And that is your news from Russia, from Igor Slavia University. Bringing you the news. From uh, from Canada, uh, yeah. Well, Russia. What can you say? There's been uh, that's a history right there. From uh, all the way from serfdom to the to the revolution, uh, the Red October. Uh, Russia's got a checkered history of revolution. Uh, now it's Putin, uh, which is. Uh, which is weird considering the collapse of the Soviet Union and then the subsequent rise of Russia. Uh, I find it endlessly fascinating. It's, uh, it's an interesting country to be sure. And it's got a hell of a history. So uh, we'll just keep tabs on one news story at a time here in New Yugoslavia University. Uh, that was uh, news on Alexei Navalny and the protests that are going on in Russia. Uh, as ever, Igor Slavy University, find me, Igor K at home on Instagram, uh, find me on YouTube, uh, or, uh, find me on Facebook, uh, Igor Kowalski is my name, there's a picture of, uh, of some schmo with a bow, uh, oh, it rhymes, that's good, so, uh, that's my social media handles, guys, uh, we're coming close to the end of the episode, so, uh, Hopefully you'll find me, or uh, or you won't, or maybe nobody's listening to this episode and I'm a sad boy. I don't know. Who knows? Um, yeah, so we're going to do an excerpt from my manuscript, and then uh, that will be episode 9, I believe. We're on episode 9. So uh, from here on uh, Igor Slava University... Have a good night.
speaking of things Slavic, here is uh, by Gogo Bardello. Wanderlust Back in the King. day, oh, as we learned, a man was not considered to be Considered to be fully Has he not gone beyond the hills? Has he not crossed the seven seas? Yes, seven seas at least Now all them jokers kept around just like a scarecrow's in hometown Yes, scarecrow's in hometown From screen to screen, them traveling But I'm a wanderlust king I stay on the run yeah. Let me out Let me be gone In the world Beat up Rosian I so knew History of a time New history of Wanderlust King by Gogo Bardello. 
<clears throat> almost bringing us to uh, the end of this uh, episode, episode nine of uh, episode nine of Igor Slavia University. Um, I'm just going to read you a brief excerpt from my book, uh, which we'll get started on in a second here, and uh, that'll bring us to the end. So I've I've plugged my my shit uh, enough. I think so. Uh, let's get started here. All right, y'all. Here's the final segment of Igor Slavia University, and I'm just bringing you uh, the manuscript that I've been working on. I've called it Union Town for now. It's a story about. Uh, so far, it's about a boxer that's running around <clears throat> Armstrong, BC, as he gets ready for uh, as he gets ready for the IPE, which is a real thing. In Armstrong, BC, there's a thing called the Imper- uh, the uh, Interior Provincial Exhibition. Happens every year, has been for a long time. It's an agricultural fair. I'm kind of trying to bring it back to the, the Depression days. But uh, anyway, without further ado, here's what I got for the manuscript so far. It's the introductory chapter. It's setting up for when he's going to uh, go to the... IPE, so it follows the boxer who I named Dimitri. Uh, his wife's name is Bethany, and their cat's name is Pickles. Pickles hasn't made an appearance yet. It was raining. The first night of the fall fair, and the damn rain was going to fall right down on his balding head. Dimitri grabbed his favorite fedora hat from the handstand and buckled his belt. It was an old rancher belt buckle Bethany had picked up from the local shop downtown for a dime. It was time to go, time to get to work and leave the smell of fresh baking for the lights and smells of the fall fair. The IPE, or Interior Provincial Exhibition, was an annual event that took place every year on the weekend. John Thompson forever declared to be the Labor Day long weekend. Thank God above for small favors, Demetrius Gramps used to say. A little holiday pay was a welcome addition to a small salary. Demetri worked security at the gate for $2 a night. In a depression, you took, you took work where you could get it. And for a boxer, that meant standing around while folks made merry and gawked at the fair. Dimitri worked the IPE every year without fail. It wasn't a bad way to make money, and the food was out of the park. A real hit every year. Dimitri especially loved the Ukrainian pierogi vendor that made her annual pilgrimage to Armstrong, B.C. to sell fresh potato-filled pastries to the folk that patronized the fairgrounds. There were wandering minstrels and carnies, rides and fresh-made pie. There were games where you could win a stuffed bear or a prize for your sweetheart. <clears throat> there was always a steady supply of alcohol, despite the prohibition laws that still lingered in the public memory. There was no room for the Christian Temperance League in the circles Dimitri ran in. Dimitri grabbed a cowboy shirt off the dresser where Bethany had left it neatly folded. He rummaged through a beat-up box and grabbed a bolo tie and slipped it towards his thick Russian neck and hustled towards the door. In a time when hobos walked the tracks in town looking for handouts, Dimitri felt fortunate enough that all he had to do was babysit a crowd for hard coin. Bethany, sweetheart, it's time for me to go, he shouted into the crisp air of the house. The house was chill, but the smell of fresh-baked muffins made him grin. Love you, baby. I'll be back late this morning, he shouted, likely more to himself rather than Bethany. She knew the drill. It was the same drill every year now. All he had to do was drive his boss's old jalopy to the little town of Armstrong a mere 20 minutes down the road. He found Bethany bent over the oven and gave her a quick kiss. How do I look, babe? He explained, like a five-year-old in a candy store. It's time for the carnival again. 
Oh, Dimitri, do be careful out there. And grab a jacket with a fur collar or you'll catch her death of cold. And bring it back here, no less, she chided as she took a fresh batch of baking out in the oven. You betcha, baby, yelled Dimitri as he grabbed his heavy fall coat. I love you, Beth. Smooches! He jogged for no particular reason into the crisp fall night. It was foggy and he knew he had to take some care on the roads. The jalopy made a horrible racket as she turned over. He jammed her into gear and paled up into the moonlit night, down the road and off into the night. So that's just a excerpt that I've been writing. Uh, been going to the coffee shops a little bit. Spent too much time when I was young at the coffee shops and... Uh, and maybe I overdid it a little bit, and now, uh, well, now I'm not so into the coffee shops, so, that. Okay, um, which, uh, which pretty much brings us to the end pretty quick here, folks. Well, you know what time it is. And that brings us to the end of Yugoslavia University for another fine evening. This is episode 9. Uh, it is uh, 8.30 p.m. That is 20.30 in uh, European time, military time, 24-hour clock. Uh, glad to have you with me. Today was a hike on Rose Swanson. I'll be going to the lovely town of Golden, B.C. to help somebody move. So, uh, that's going to be fun and exciting. I'm waiting for work, people. I really just want to move again. Uh, moving is where you move people's furniture for money. I'm going to be with an outfit working here, so I'll keep you updated on that. I'll keep you updated on the homeless run and, and how we're doing there. Maybe my MMA stuff if I, you know, life's busy. So, uh, as ever, I'll play you some music. I'll let you know how that folk album's going. You can find the tracks on Spotify when they land. And, uh, okay, plugs one more time. Uh, Igor K at home on Instagram, YouTube. Look for Run Sadie Run or Down and Out. They'll bring you to separate accounts. Both are good. The one with Down and Out has bushcraft videos now. Bushcraft videos, I tell you. Bushcraft for days. Uh, I've been going to Noble Canyon. I've been doing the hikes. I've been... Yikes. Uh, shooting off the bow. I'll let you know how my uh, how my progress with the bow goes. And I think that is about it. We'll keep an eye on Navalny. We'll keep an eye on my Spanish. We'll keep an eye on the bushcraft news. We will keep an eye on the hiking progress and the hiking trails around here in the beautiful Okanagan Valley. And at some point, I will be dropping a track called APD Lullaby and some select covers for you. I will also be cooking a shepherd's pie at some point. Maybe I'll let you know how that goes. Who knows? Shout out to my friends. Uh, shout out to my family. Uh, shout out to Biden for taking out Trump. Thank God. Uh, shout out to the people that are fighting COVID-19. And big news, I'm going to be a journalist one of these days. I'm going to be going to school in September, hopefully, taking my media arts program. And maybe if I'm lucky... There's a little place called Kamloops, BC, and a Thompson Rivers University that might accept me into their journalism program as a mature student, so who knows? I would really like to leverage this into some kind of career, 
so that I could give my poor body a break. The red anthem signifies that it is time to go. It is time to go off into the good night and do whatever you people do best, which is living. Go live. And uh, as ever, from Yugoslavi University, from our family to yours, have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful night. Take care, y'all, and I will see you again soon.